I've been um finally close to catching up with the Blank Check movie podcast and uh, with Griffin and David. Yeah, with Griffin and David, that's one. And I'm in the Robert Zemeckis years, mm-hmm. and the Blank Check always does this because they you know they track director filmographies. So you go through and like. I am so tired of situations like this morning when my father-in-law walked in on me watching Welcome to Marwin. (laughs) (laughs) I have no explanation. Yes, a few weeks ago, Travis (laughs) walked in on me watching The Walk starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt in a movie literally no human being saw, not even (laughs) Joseph Gordon-Levitt or his friend John Lithgow or anybody. But my father-in-law walks in to Steve Carell adjusting dolls on the TV while he's chain-smoking. And he looks at me like the greatest betrayal. How could you be doing this? How, what explanation could there be for you watching Welcome to Marwin? So do you li- do you watch the movies before you listen to the episodes? Or? Absolutely. Yeah. Every wow. every single time. So you can join the join. So the I can enjoy the conversation, yeah. right? So I can otherwise it's context contextless but yeah welcome to marwin just a regular wednesday morning watching <laughs> welcome to marwin so you think i should be I... playing the games before coming on here <laughs> uh i don't i think well this is a cursed intro because welcome to marwin is such a nothing burger that i don't even think our listeners are going to recognize the name of it to know that it's a nothing burger it's a it's a it's a movie uh, based on a true story, and it's a Robert Zemeckis film starring Steve Carell, who plays a man who was was beaten and got memory loss as a result, and then spent his days taking cheesecake photos of World War II era dolls. Like he makes like a figures. tiny town, right? Makes like a tiny town in his backyard. Yep. Okay. It's a true story. I don't a know bad the, movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, truly, truly. You know within the first five minutes when you see Steve Carell's plastic face flying a World War II plane, and it's like, oh, man, this is a bad movie. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. How long is it? Oh, no, two hours. Oh, God. He got his Oscar already, right? What's he doing? Did he get his Oscar? I don't know. Before? I think he did. He Why did Robert maybe? Zemeckis make it? That's what I don't get. The movie is based off a documentary called Marwin Call. Welcome to Criterion Club, everybody. It usually comes oh, at the end of the show, but uh, this God. time it's coming at the top of the show. And and Robert Zemeckis saw this and was like, you know what? You know what this really sad documentary needs? Yeah. Sexy CGI ladies. Yeah. That's sexy, what it needs, baby. Yeah. I like when you shoot the aliens and the points come out. Like sometimes I feel like I have to be the counterweight on this show yeah. of just like bringing it. Sometimes when you shoot the aliens, the points come out and your number gets bigger. Mm-hmm. I fucking love that part. <laughs> hey, you know what? We've come a long way since Marwin. Do you know that Robert Zemeckis has inserted his wife as sexy CGI characters in three separate films? Oh, good for him. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So it's welcome to Marwin. Yep. Beowulf. Correct. Polar Express. Polar Express. Polar Express? Sexy, sexy doll, sexy burlesque dancer doll. No in, way. Oh, uh, fuck. Polar I was Express. joking. Yikes. Nope. 100%. Loves his wife. Loves her sexy bod. Totally cool, Robert. With you, bud. Good job, man. Macron, I know the best <laughs> Robert Zemeckis film of 1987. My name is Justin Macron. I know the best game of the year. My name is Whoa. My name is Griffin Macron. I know that I know some games that are gonna come out this year. I'm looking forward to. My name is Christopher Thomas Plant. We're just getting started, baby. My name is Russ Frostrick, and I know the best game of the week. I want to know what happened to Griffin just then. Did a little hamster run across your desk? What what did, what were you reacting to, Ditto? Little Ditto. Justin saying that he knows the best game of the year. It's uh, well, I mean, the best games, uh, best in this case being. No, dude, you said it's, uh, you already said you know the best you game. You already so know. Like, what the you're fuck? going to no, Vegas. stop, please. You're, you're twisting my words. <laughs> what are we doing here if you already know it? like this You're is twisting a- my words. Okay. What are we doing here, Justin? Well, we're going to talk about, this is a fun one. This is going to be kind of like a, a serve. <laughs> As opposed an, to the rest of them. An inhale. Team. This is an in- inhale, like the <laughs> Xbox 360. <laughs> It's an inhale that looks forward to 2022. It talks about what we are like 
really, really excited about uh, for in the coming year. And I don't think we even talked about what this show is. It's a video game club, and just by listening, you are a member. Amen. Got to start strong. Um, sometimes strong. those checks clear, and sometimes, and sometimes they bounce. Sometimes they bounce, baby. No, that's a different. That's a blank check still. Um, so uh, let's take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to tell you about what are we excited for in 2022. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts. And you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like, literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I love this sort of mea culpa that you have inserted here at the beginning, <laughs> I, Russ. Yeah, I put in the rundown. Not our bad necessarily, but still. A, a brief homage to our most anticipated of 2021 games that didn't actually come out in 2021. Some of these, I think we alluded to the fact that they probably wouldn't come out, but uh, I'll, I'm just going to do a quick list here. We've got God of War Ragnarok, which I think at one time had a 2021 release date. That was uh, overzealous if it yeah. if it ever did. Zelda Breath of the Wild 2, which I don't think ever had a 2021, but is currently has a 2022, but we'll see. Um Hollow Knight Silk Song, which actually surprised released this morning. I don't know if you guys saw. Whoa! Yeah, it's congratulations, out. Congratulations, so, everybody. Are you <laughs> this is a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, of course it's a joke. Not out. I usually hear about games coming out from Russ. Yeah, you would have heard about this hey, one because that I was so dead. cruel. <laughs> so many people are going to be mad at I you. I know. It was actually really mean. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry for Russ, everyone. Not God, if I had a, do you guys know what else? Can I tell you something else that is very exciting uh -oh. as we're talking about the year looking forward? I just want to mention this, a little table setting. This is also the year that the Besties will celebrate its 10th anniversary. We are six weeks away from the 10-year anniversary of the Besties. Yep. I can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait. Hey, we have, and we have, in true besties fashion, we have so much planned. <laughs> so many great observances. Speaking of Hollow Knight Silk Sign, I just want to say, Team Cherry, what's up, man? It's just a fucking cartoon, baby. What's taking so long? <laughs> it's just a little bug cartoon. How what's many drawings so do you long? need to do at this How point? How many drawings of these little bug cartoons do you have to do, dude? <laughs> Come well, on. Well, they got a sword, too. They uh, got yeah. a sword and the bugs. It is a different sword this time around, so. All right. I get it. Uh, another game that made our list last year that I don't even think exists is Fable. Justin brought that one. Wait, you I don't, don't think, do you literally not think I it mean, exists? I mean, I'm sure it exists, but it I haven't exists. heard anything about it. They shipped a game this year. That studio shipped like what some people think is like the game of the year. What? Forza just, Horizon just, 5. That's the I, same people? Yeah, Playground Games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Justin, my sweet, you have burned your hand on the Fable stovetop I know, so many times. I, I cannot believe you are looking at the Fable stovetop right now going, I bet that's cold. I'm, hitting the, I'm hitting the feeder bar and getting shocked. I'm like, soon a treat's going to come. You guys watch. Bzz, bzz, bzz. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, I think it was listed in the rundown as nobody. I probably should have listened to the actual episode, but I think you meant nobody saves the world, which is from the drink box team. Very cool looking uh, top-down RPG. Which is that the Guacamelee people? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. And the Mutant Blob, Blob Smash. Yeah, they make dope-ass games. So that should be coming out this year. I am confident. Fresh, did you what? include this kind of like, so we get off okay next year when like half the stuff we talk about in this episode hasn't come out? I mean, I think we're already, we've already gotten off of last year's mea culpas because we didn't make any of this shit. 
Like we're not making these That's games. True. We're not the ones yeah. make- laying no, about with the mic. People excited. I you know what? I think looking at our list, I think there's only one game that I I could see getting but I, yeah. I think the rest Whoosh. will come out. I bet it's the same one we're all looking at right now on the same Google Doc. I bet it's the same one we're all highlighting yep, right yep. now. Yep, yep. I think it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what? When I added it, I thought this too. Okay, yeah. let's move. Let's move why not, forward. Justin, why don't you kick off with that disappointing stinker? But, but I do want to say really, really quick before we do, it goes without saying that like all five games that I listed here continue to be most anticipated games of 2022. Right. Yeah. So it's no we're just not going to double it. We're not going to double tip because you've had enough. Okay, uh, do you actually want me to start? Yeah, let's I, do it. I don't mind you. Okay, you know what? Let me lead off with it. Please. Let yeah. me lead off with it. Uh, my first one is Starfield. Which, um, by the way, have you guys realized does rhyme with Garfield? <laughs> my first one is Is that Garfield how it's pronounced? Present Starfield. Oh, you know what? I'm only going to cut Garfield for now. So Garfield is the, <laughs> the next big game from uh, Bethesda Game Studios. Not to be confused with Bethesda the uh the game publisher uh it was announced a long time ago at a game awards god when was that guys like two two or three years ago uh announced at no not probably not the game awards it was probably announced at one of the bethesda um you know their e3 yeah. little event that they that do. was when the, that was when they had their little fucking imaginarium of dr parnass's press conference and they're like and the elder scroll six is here baby we're yeah. all here <laughs> planning their flag to say we're not doing other things. I mean, you so, y'all know why they why they did that, right? My theory. They like they needed money. They needed money. Yeah, they need. Oh, yeah, they, it was, it was the, the it was Microsoft the public. Purchase. Hey, we have all of this stuff. I sure hope somebody comes and buys us. Yeah, yeah. yeah and Microsoft did. We've got 100%. wet wet four. <laughs> and don't tease me about another wet. I would love that. Anyway, uh, Starfield was announced. I'm looking here now at the E3 2018 press conference. Jesus Christ. Christ. I know. And it was uh, it, well, and, and it had been like publicly known for years yeah. before that, not publicly known years before that. This game has been in development forever. That's true. Uh, now I don't know why it is so unthinkable. The last like major Bethesda game studios release was I mean I, I think it's a, yeah, I, I mean, mean that's a different team. Yeah, I that mean, was a different team. I think it's, it's Fallout Four. It's Fallout 4 in 2015. Crazy. Why is it so unthinkable that after seven years, they would have another video game that Todd's incredible vision for a star-filled future, Garfield, would be released to us, the gaming populace. Our, our, our uh, slathering into our, <laughs> what is the, uh, the our, our, our anticipation for this game continues to grow and it will be released in November of 2022. I, I, yeah. I. I actually think it will get released this year, and I think that there's reasons for the delays. One, I think it has the Grand Theft Auto problem, right? Which is like, why would you ever release Grand Theft Auto 6 when Grand Theft Auto 5 is still the number one selling game year after year, right? Right. Like, you're just collecting money. So just keep working on it until you actually need it. So I could see that. You know, they keep shipping Skyrim. They're doing just fine. They get all this free money. And I would say I don't think there's many delays. Of, well, of Starfield, not, not the, public. The only, ada- uh, the only delay, the, the only date they've ever announced is November of 2022, which is when it will be released. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I also like, think that's like, the year that that's the year that's currently on the calendar, though. And they showed a ship with helmet in it and some <laughs> rocks and gun on table. Show but me they what showed what, it what in but, 2018. Hey, that's great. What button does jump, Todd? Like it's the year the game comes out. What button does jump? No, no, no. But hold on. Show me, show me the button that does jump. They Todd, did this so I can with. They did this with. Game. They did this play. with uh, Fallout Four though. And Skyrim. I mean, like, it's this it, is it, this is how they do the rollouts. They do the not show style, gameplay yeah. more than a year out. Uh, generally, or at least in recent years. Early on, Bethesda used to be like, "Oh, Morrowind, that's going to be out in four years. No, Here's some it's, dope." It's Morrowind. <laughs> It's pronounced the <laughs> Elder Scrolls Marwin. Marwin is an imaginary village in Belgium where Steve Carell does his great photo shoots. All that said, Bethesda Game Studios has, I think, ne- I like their games a lot, so don't get me wrong, has, I think, never released a game that wasn't pretty fucking busted at launch. So even <sighs> if it does come out this year, which I think it will, because he wants to take probably going to be a little bit busted, happen. and that's okay. Time. 
It will they be had fixed. Seven years. It will be fixed. I just remember when I got in trouble for writing about the busted elevator in uh, Fallout Four. I don't even remember. Bethesda wrote me. They they were very upset that I dared to talk about how you got how I got stuck in an elevator, and they I'm, now now I'm having like, <laughs> that's okay. Flashbacks. They make somewhat busted games, but they're very big. Yeah, I'll I'll say I, I'm I'll defend them on this one, Chris. It's fucked up that you wrote about the only bug in Fallout Four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody. Some people have to just look for the negative. I know it's okay. This is taking too yeah, long. Yeah, we got It's gonna be great. Um, and it's coming out this year. Uh, we should do a bet because I really do feel like it will come out this year for sure. I'm less sure about Elden Ring, which is uh, less sure of the quality, not the release, which is like um, two months away. No, I mean, yeah, Elden I, Ring's coming out, baby. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, okay, guys. People played it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Uh huh. February. This one's near. Uh, and it's the near. next from software. No, uh, no, it's not near. <laughs> it's the next from software game. Uh, their first in this sort of like since Sekiro, uh, in twenty nineteen. So it's been about three years since the last one of these Soulsborne games from the original, the original house. This one's got George R. R. Martin in it. I've been saying kind of. Uh, I'm not really learning much about it because I feel like I'm definitely going to play it and I yes. think I will definitely enjoy it. So it doesn't really matter to me, but it has been delayed many, many times and uh, was not talked about for a while, leading some people to think, speculate perhaps that it was actually dead, but it's not dead. It's Just the George R. R. Martin part of it seems to be uh, perhaps, kind of, yeah. right? Like they originally made it sound like, oh, like you wrote the game and now it's like, mm, I mean, he was involved, I'm sure. He got an email at one point. I'm just fine with that. That sounds okay to this guy. <laughs> I want to talk about Elden Ring just very quickly because I haven't Please, played yeah. it, but but people, I've watched some gameplay and I know members of the press, certain members of the press played it. Of the gameplay that I watched, uh, it looks like the sickest fucking shit I've seen. It looks lo- like sick shit. It Some looks people so drift on a horse awesome. while launching fucking magic arrows at a dragon. Yes, baby. Do you Give want me like a pour it in my mouth? A ghost dragon head to appear above your own head and spew ghost fire at skeletons because you've got that too. Um, it's it is basically Breath of the Wild meets Dark Souls, and um, I am so fucking hyped for it. I hope it's good. They don't generally, these get, it's been old. I can't think of the last game of this type that they've fucked up. So I'm confident, but hey, who knows? Who, from software? Yeah. What was the last I mean, game ha- of this type that they fucked up? I mean, not since like the PlayStation 1 era. I yeah, think, I so think that's a I good run. Miss. But it's a, it, it is an open world game more so than, oh, well, I guess all Souls games have been. Yeah, like, they, open, they are. Open all. world games. But this, yeah. Uh, yeah, this game was hot. What's this last one, Juice? I've not heard of this game. This is a bit of a. It's not a. It's it's not a cheat. I'm speculating here. Mm. Uh, but the Skin Deep is the next game from uh Blend Blendo Games. Um, it was announced uh last year. Um, but if you guys could just take a moment to watch some of this trailer that I'm about to drop in the Besties room, remind me who okay. Blendo Games is. Well, Blend- Blendo Games, thirty five oh, loving yeah, quadrilateral cowboy. I've loved every game that this this developer has made. And if you watch a little bit of this trailer, I really like Blendo games. And I, I was looking at the list and there's there's like a lot of stuff that I'm like interested about, but I feel like if we have this this uh platform, I could highlight something that like is a little bit more under the radar and may not even come out this year, but it was announced six months ago or and and it feels like it's been long enough since the last Blendo games that I can release that I can kinda hope for it to come. Um this this year because uh i really i love their work and uh i'm very excited the quadrilateral cowboy was the last big release that was in 2016 uh they had another one flotilla which was like a um space combat game but i didn't that i will be honest i did not check that out yeah maybe skin deep kind of looks like uh using like the deus ex what are they called immersive sim stuff mixed with the sense of humor that blendo games tends to have in their stuff it yeah. gives me big void bastards vibes yeah i was yeah, thinking the same but may, I, I mean not without all the like quite as much or maybe it's there i don't know this trailer may not have just shown it off but all the like crazy roguelike uh yeah stuff that that game had. anyway those are mine those are my three. all right uh i'll do i guess i'll do my next because that's the order kind of yeah the thing is in uh um, destiny 2 witch queen comes out next month i am looking forward to that i don't know how much you guys are 
interested in it or been following it or even are playing it, but I feel like Destiny 2 is in a really fun spot right now. Uh, How much have you been, been playing, out of curiosity, like right now? I actually, so I haven't played the 30th anniversary Bungie content, They got Halo although, guns now. I know, they have Halo guns in it. Like they are, they're, they, they're just having fun with it. Um, no, I played a lot of the season immediately before that and basically got caught up. Uh, the story is like interesting to a layman for the first time. Like I am excited to know what the story of uh, Destiny expansion is going to be, which is a unique experience for me. Um, they're adding a, a, a glaive weapon type. It's been a while since they've added like a whole new weapon type to the game. Um, yeah, I, I, it, it, it's that game. It has been a balancing act for so long and they have messed it up countless times and they have made like improvements countless times, but it feels like it's like that game is really, uh, normalizing in a way. Like it is, it is figuring out what the people who play it in enjoy and how to like uh reward them and not necessarily exploit them uh completely and that has been really cool to see and so you know why not why not throw a big chunk of of new stuff on there also yeah. anytime a new expansion comes out like i feel like all of my old destiny 2 buddies like all get active again and there's like a nice upsurge in like multiplayer gaming stuff because destiny oh. 2 is like really the main game that i do that with we're all gonna play it for an episode so you're gonna have to give us a tour oh yeah destiny i mean 2? yeah sure yeah. i am sort of in a weird spot right now with destiny because i haven't effectively haven't played it in like two years mm -hmm. and i certainly know the basics of destiny very very well i spent many years playing it but there is this element of like do i want to learn all these new things to be able to sure whatever I, but that's the thing about destiny 2 is that like if you hop in now there's like you can play through all of the different storylines of the past like four seasons sure. and it's a ton of content and it is like not the most interesting stuff because it's like you are um the single you know, player stuff has never been the most compelling well, for these, like, these were time-gated events, right? That's how the seasons worked, is, like, play this week and do these challenges sure, and yeah. come back next week when there's new challenges. Playing those after all those weeks have come out is, like, marathoning a bunch of once time-gated events, and it's not that interesting. And you are getting, like, uh, rewards that are meaningful right now, but maybe not you know, you will get blue items on the first day of the Witch Queen coming out that outpace all that old no, shit. No, I understand. Right? So it's like, it's not that, imp uh, it should not be that imposing, I would say. And also they, they've come up with like really good ways of you to like catch up on old exotics that you may have missed, which is really the only thing that like is worth going back and trying to be diligent about, about collecting. It sounds um, like watching reruns of like Price is Right, where it's like, Price is right, meant to keep you like engaged day after day, but like I don't know if I need to go back and watch every episode of Price is Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I definitely I played it a lot. There's still like one or two of the like old season campaigns that like I played a couple missions of and was like, I am not interested in this, so I am not going to force myself, you know, in the interest of having a uh something off my quest log to just play this thing I don't enjoy. Um but yeah. That's that. Uh, Rune Factory 5? Anybody else give a shit about this game? Yes. No. We, I, th I feel like we did a Rune Factory episode a year or two ago. Yeah, I thought we all agreed to not give a shit about Rune Factory. <laughs> no. Collectively. Uh, I thought we liked uh, it. Yeah, I love Rune Factory it. 4. Um, yeah, it's I, the next Rune Factory game. It's, it's, uh, it, is the, it is the, I'm sure, like, I feel like a lot of our listeners. It's like the farming RPG, some, right? It's a farming well, RPG, right? It's the Harvest Moon but with action RPG stuff going on inside of it. It's got, you know, you can marry <laughs> villagers and give them gifts. It's got all of that good farming simulation shit, but, uh, you know, you also go out into the world and go through dungeons and craft weapons and, and do all this, do okay, all this stuff. Okay, but let, let uh, me throw this out here. Yeah. Haunted Chocolatier. Is that out this year, though? Maybe. Almost <laughs> yeah, we don't not. Know. Come on. Probably right. not. I'm That's a, fair. I'm, of course, I am excited for Haunted Chocolatier, of, of course, also, but... Uh, R Rune Factory Four is a really special game. I feel like, and there's there's not a lot of games yeah. out there like exactly like it. it. It the way that it blends those two genres, my two favorite genres. And um, I've, Griffin, I've been have you looked at the Nintendo bit, page for it? Uh, for Rune Factory Five? Yeah. No. So here it's like this new game, and I I I agree. I'm actually quite excited about this. But like the the main image that I, I remember seeing from it is just a character in like a not very good looking garden 
holding what is the single largest double tomato that has ever existed. And that Shit. gets me real hyped. That like that they they, yeah. they saw that and they're like Oh <laughs> this yeah. image of a yeah. really ugly tomato. This yes. is what's gonna I'm, get people really this is going. a this is a uh, a blonde child wearing a newsies cap holding uh, a tomato that is bigger than he is. Sign me up from <laughs> yeah. Factory Five. I'm in. Yeah. And then the next one, he's fighting a big snake. Cool. Um, my last one is Triangle Strategy, which is a fucking bad name for a video game. And that's a shame. Uh, but it is the uh, sort of next game from the producer of Bravely Default and Octopath Traveler. Uh, for for the Switch, it is a uh, tactical RPG in the vein of a Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, and I don't know. It looks like Final Fantasy Tactics, but with that uh, aesthetic from Octopath Traveler, that like gorgeous pixelated diorama sort of vibe, which was the only good thing about Octopath Traveler, yeah. in my opinion. Um, played a demo of it. That was that was that was really cool, uh, and I I, I love uh, strategy RPGs and. Uh, this this seems set to be a a pretty good one. In the uh, demo, G- was the writing still pretty intolerable? Uh, the writing wasn't great. They also have uh, th- there's been a lot of news since that demo come out came out of them saying like, oh shit, we need to change a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, the writing in in these games is. Not I know that's what keeps strong, me from but... being able to like get into them generally. Yeah, but I love um, the art style. It is sick. I, th- this one's a question mark for me because it's like uh, we'll we'll talk about this later. But I've been playing Tactics Advance since I got the analog pocket, and have been playing like some OG Final Fantasy Tactics on my phone. And just I, I miss I, I nothing has captured the spirit of those games for me um, since those games came out, except for maybe like a Fire Emblem. And uh, you know, I'm hopeful that this can maybe do that a little bit. Do you think the story is based off the the title? As in, like, the game was originally called something like Untitled Triangle Strategy Game, and now yeah. it's called Triangle Strategy. And do you think that they were just like, Triangle Strategy sounds pretty good. It would be dope if it was just a tactical RPG game based on the They Might Be Giant song Particle Man. Mm. Ooh. That actually mm. that could be, sounds that like that a delight. Be a yeah. Well, those sound great, Griffin. I'm looking forward to it. Tell, uh, me, what let- the last, tell me what the last one was, Justin. Triangle strategy. Okay. <laughs> Test. <laughs> Test passed. <laughs> just sounded, yeah, just like, it's good. Yeah, good job. Uh, I didn't I'm make actually, the game. I didn't make the video. I'm, I'm, make the video I'm playing Square Racers. <laughs> it's going to be out soon. <laughs> so uh, while I'm finishing this sick-ass <laughs> Square Racers run, uh, we're going to take a quick break, then we'll be right back. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties this episode of the besties is sponsored by aura frames all right so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy i'm sure immediately names jump to your mind those are the sorts of people that you would say oh maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. 
It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Christopher Thomas Plant. What's up? Tell me the three... <laughs> like in movies from the 40s they're excited about their Laserdisc <laughs> release this year tell me which director's old balls you're looking I'm so glad you asked I, I, have, I have an entire uh, segment on the red shoes that I've been wanting to tell you about <laughs> um, uh, okay so I, I cheated French I, I, noir erotica is back in a major way <laughs> in Sonic Frontiers <laughs> um Sonic Frontiers and Kirby in the Forgotten Land. I'm I'm combining these two because I, I'm curious if y'all can relate to this. I, I have a three-year-old going on four, um, and he is obsessed with video games, as in they exist on kids' YouTube, and he likes to watch them, um, mm-hmm. which has been very strange watching him discover, like, streamers uh, oh, at God. a very young Let's- age. Let's circle back about this after the call, Chris. I, mean, I need to commiserate, <laughs> yeah. bro. It's all Roblox for my it's kids. It's just all Roblox all the fucking way down. Anyway, open world games, good for little kids who want to learn video games uh, because they can't just, like, lose automatically. You just find a nice, safe, open space, let them wander around, happy as can be. So the idea of Sonic and Kirby, two games that... I like as franchises being something that I can play with my son sounds really good, especially Sonic. Sonic is huge with the kids. Did y'all know this? Yeah. Sonic's big. He's I, a big I wasn't prepared for it. Um, my yeah, son. They're, they're wild about this blue guy. He, he goes everywhere with Sonic, Tails, and Red Sonic. Um, they are <laughs> all best friends. Um, so yeah, I, 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 you think I it's think because I, their, their taste has just not developed yet for good games. No, I think it's because they haven't learned to feel, um, shame from, uh, bullies on the internet. So they actually just like what <laughs> oh, they like. Man. Um, yeah. that's what I think, you know, because Do you count like, us as being on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> Do you count the three of us as being bullies on the internet? Uh, that's a valid question. I, I want to know, for specifically for Sonic Frontiers, what was the last good 3D Sonic game? Was it Colors? The uh, the last good 3D one? It was the one on the Wii with the, where you ran down a track and you collected rings. <laughs> that was... Sorry, say again? Sorry, what was it? It was the time? Wii one, and you ran down the track and collected emeralds. Uh. <laughs> I think it was called... Sonic and the story of the emeralds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Huh. I think that was game of the year that year. At the game awards. Sonic and the Secret Rings. That was it. It wasn't the normal rings that he picks up that Dr. Robotnik stabs him and they pop out of his body. These ones he can't talk about. <laughs> Plan oh, well, Plan or yeah, actually actually I do have the answer. It's it, it's right after Sonic Colors, Sonic Generations. Was that good? That's the last good one. Then came Sonic Lost World, Sonic Forces. Not so great. What about the one where you made your own Sonic? The oh, fuck yeah. is this show? Keep talking about video games. Yeah, we can't please. all just we can't all just say Sonic the Hedgehog. Now everyone join us in 15 <laughs> seconds of silence as we all just think about Sonic. <laughs> I was and great, great gems. <laughs> his great blue mouse. Can I talk about my other game? Yeah. <laughs> My my next game is actually about Big the Cat. It's called Stray. You're a cat right. in a in a cyber city, 
and that's it. You're just a cat, and you're getting you're trying to get out of the cyber city, and there are like robot people, but you're not a robot cat, as far as I can tell. You're just a normal cat. And I just think that we should have more games like Tokyo Jungle, where you get to be an animal in kind of like a little bit of a scary city. And you're just, I don't know, hanging out, drinking some cream, like cats do. Just being you. Who's who's the developer on that? Mm, oh, I know exactly who it is off the top of my head without looking. Blue 12 Studio is mm. uh, the developer. And uh, Annapurna Interactive publishing this one too. Uh, they're also publishing that Blendo Games game that uh, Justin talked about. And I'm into this uh, period of Annapurna just throwing what looks like a lot of money at smaller developers to make beautiful looking indie games stray you know that you hear that uh what i just described it as and you think i don't know maybe that's like a you know 2d cheapishly unity looking game not that unity games can't look beautiful they can i hear you indie developers it's um, just really hard it's just really really hard for this it's just hard um but this game looks like real good this game looks Gory. Like, it looks like you are literally a cat in an actual cyber city. Um, is anybody else looking forward to this? I mean, it looks like one of those games where you just, you know, kind of go from point A to point B, but everything around you is gorgeous. It, it's t- it's tough. I feel like uh, I, I don't get down on, like, a, a slow sort of contemplative experience at, that I'm worried this game might might kind of fall into. Uh, but also I feel like I do have an increased appetite for small games and this feels mm. like it might be that also. I don't know. It's tough to say. I don't, I, I've seen like 30 seconds of footage of this game. I can't make a call. I, w- I was just going to say Griffin's appetite for smaller games. Let's go back to his list. Destiny 2, the Witch Queen, 19,000 hours, Rune Factor 5, <laughs> Factory 5, 60,000 hours, Triangle Strategy. How many hours? Well, no, it's not yeah. about hours. It's about like energy, right? Where it's like those yeah. games are like pew, like you're shooting, or you're like picking tomatoes, yeah. or you're like sorry, solving Ross, I, triangle. First of, all, first of all, I didn't realize we were going to be cross-examining everybody's fucking picks, <laughs> fucking Phoenix, right? But also, I obviously meant I have an appetite for small games to fit around my diet <laughs> of stupid big Final games. Fantasy. Yeah. Yes, understood. Uh, what what was your last game plan? Uh, my oh my last game is <laughs> Stalker Two: Heart of Chernobyl, which is a first person shooter inspired by the novel Roadside Picnic and the Andrei Tarkovsky film Stalker. There I it feel is. like I, this game has. I feel like this game has come out six times already. Has so, it not? No, Stalker, Stalker One came Stalker out won. in nineteen fifty four on like a fucking little oscilloscope screen i do not know i thought this game came out already stalker one came out like 10 years ago or something and then like immediately two i believe like expansions came out for it and then a ton of games ripped it off so there's a ton of stuff that looks like stalker stalker is like i don't know stalker came out 15 years ago wow that's wild that is wild the like not generous version of this is like darker, moodier Fallout, um, <laughs> but I think it's I think it I think it's personally more interesting than the St- Fallout series. I don't think you need to be apologetic about this. Stalker kicked ass. It was a very fucking cool game that I think like got ahead of a lot of the grim, like uh, apocalyptic survival vibe that survival vibe that like uh, every other game had. It had. Um, it had like a really cool economy and progression to it, but it also had these weird anomalies that just like existed around the world that were super kind of like pseudo magical. But also if you got too close to one, you would be irradiated and just die immediately. Like, yeah, there was a lot of, there was a, that game had a very cool vibe and I'm excited for this one. It just, it just feels like it's been aped so many times now. Yeah. The world is very cool. It's just like Eastern European, area called the zone which has been irradiated from all these experiments that have gone wrong and it's post-chernobyl it's like literally it is explicitly that it's it is and it isn't so stalkers are the people who go around the zone and they like observe the anomalies and they collect valuable artifacts the thing about chernobyl though is chernobyl happened in 1986 the stuff that this is based off of 
came like the book came out in 72 the movie came out in 79 so like it's it's this weird like prescient story that is like getting at a lot of atomic fears before chernobyl stuff i don't know it's i th- i think that's like interesting that it's getting at something that's like both like historic and not yeah but also just i put justin to sleep it's like literally what the, happens. you shoot the bad guys and points come out and you get stronger yeah there's a lot of blood yeah Okay, I'm going to jump into mine really quick. Uh, these are my, some of my most anticipated games. Uh, we're going to start with a little game called Tunic. Tunic, top-down, isometric, um, Dark Souls-y kind of game. It kind of looks a lot like uh, Death's Door, which I also really liked. In this case, you are a cute little fox running around a very colorful world. Um, this feels much more in the vein of like a Zelda 1 than Death Door, which was kind of like a different flow. This feels, uh, I think, a little more open. It's got some Dark Souls-y elements to it, but I played the demo. They've released a few demos over the years because it has been long in development. It's one of those, like, very small... I think it's just a single person primarily working on it. And um, the demo that I played last year, I totally loved and uh, just wanted more and more of it. Um, Adorable art style and... um, just a very welcoming world that I wanted to spend more time in. So I'm super psyched about that. It's it is soon. Um, I think it's March. March, yeah, March. So, the, so it, it's up. been in development for how long again? Uh, I don't know when Eight it was years? first announced, but at least three years, if not longer. It was announced oh, in yeah. 2018. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I remember playing it at a Fantastic Fest in yeah. Austin a long time ago. Yeah, so that that might have been the official announcement, but it's been, yeah, incredibly long. Um, but I think it's going to be super sick. Um, and it comes yeah, it out gorgeous. kind of right at the tail end of when we'll all be wrapping up uh, with Elden Ring. So at that point, mm. I think we'll be ready for a cutesy little fox game. Yeah. Uh, another game I want to mention is called Kurt. This looks so frigging Russ. Yeah, this is very much my uh, vibe. It's called Cursed to Golf. It is oh a my god, this looks so good. I almost put this on my list. Looks really good. It is a roguelike golf, side-scrolling golf game uh, where you go through dungeons and find upgrades to improve your golf game. Um, I love Garf... Uh, Garf. Golf. You love Garfield? Garf, I love Garfield RPGs. I love golf RPGs. And uh, there aren't enough of them. And when I'm promised one, like I was with the last Mario Golf game, I was very disappointed. Oh, God. This one uh, and uh, Golf Story, for that matter, both sort of check that box. And I'm ooh, I wonder, I wonder if Sports Story is going to come out this year. The I think it will, but it has. All, that's so. another project that has been delayed a bunch. I think it will come out this year, and I'm also excited about that. The thing about uh, uh, this this golf game that looks cool is that it the dungeon the golf dungeons are procedurally generated. Yeah, I don't I can't think of a golf game that has done that before, except maybe like desert golf. Yeah, I was gonna say desert with, golf with like procedurally generated like uh, super stickman golf courses, super stickman style golf courses. That it, it, I think this game is gonna be fucking great. Yeah, I'm pretty hyped about it. Um... And the last game on my list is kind of predictable, but I think it's worth mentioning, Horizon Forbidden West. Yes. Uh, this is the obviously the sequel to Horizon something Dawn, Breaking Zero Dawn. Zero Dawn. There it is. Um, and now you're in the West. Uh, I really loved Horizon, the first game, but I also found that the beginning of the game was very kind of drab, like you're in a forest. And once you get into the like desert area and the map opens up, I was like totally enraptured by it. But here it looks like you're spending most of your time in this like tropical. I think you're in San Francisco or in around San Francisco, obviously in the post-apocalyptic future. Um, But it's beautiful and colorful. And, you know, there are not many open world games like this that nail combat as well as the first game did. So I'm super psyched to see how this one does with the combat. And they're adding like, Breath of the Wild style gliders and climbing and all sorts of other dope shit. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, I will admit I'm a little disappointed that it is current and next gen. And maybe that's like a snobby thing. But I do worry that some of these (laughs) games might be holding back a little bit because they also have to run on a PS4. 
but I guess we'll see. I mean, Halo Infinite was a blast. Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I, it doesn't, uh, Halo Infinite does not scream to me as a quote next, even though I loved it, a quote next gen game. Um, I think it's an extremely good, r- runs great, which I'm sure Horizon on a PS5 will run amazingly well, which is good. But there is an element at which like, you know, games like Ratchet and um, the Dark um, Demon Souls remake. I, I know what you mean. Kind I mean, of it's not es- that you don't want, you know, it not this is what you're saying doesn't apply to every game, but for a no. big, you know, flashy big budget game, you want to see it be a big. I want to see big budget game. in the way that like God of War, when the God of War game was rebooted, it was like, oh, this is clearly pushing the hardware to its absolute limits. And in the case of you know running Horizon on a PS5, I'm sure it'll run it whatever 4K and 60 frames and it'll run great, but it won't necessarily show me anything that I've never ever seen before in a game outside now, of gameplay and stuff. You also want Cursed to golf to really push the boundaries. Of yeah, that would life. be great, too. If if the golf could be more next-gen golf and less past Then it would finally golf. be good. If, if you could actually feel the dimples on the golf ball, that's oh, when golf that's games will finally that's be good. PlayStation VR 2 will allow that, actually. Do you guys, um, do you guys uh, have any games that you are wondering? I mean, we've discussed a few, but uh, any games you're, like, curious if they will come out this way, uh, this year? Like ones that you're wondering about ones that one that I check in on regularly is UFO fifty. Yeah, um, yeah. That I, I, yeah, exactly. That is the exact reaction <laughs> for an indie game, uh, a collection of fifty different uh, small games from a bunch of different indies. Uh, that was, I think, Mossmouth is sort of like overseeing. Uh, was announced in August of 2017, and has been. Uh, it's supposed to come out since. like three different years i think that like they said it was coming out 2020 2019 2020 like right they, yeah. i think I it think looks really it's got, cool it's really close um, it sounds like it's i think there's like a fiction behind it where it's like an uh the 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 ufo was like a unreleased you know uh platformer or whatever when it was announced in 2017 they said it was coming in 2018 so who knows you know i just one that looks fun and it's tough to get all 50 to be good yeah, they don't all have to be winners, you know. <laughs> let's uh, let's see what our our listeners are excited about. Cool. So, uh, first one up here uh, from Cuddly as a Cactus. Uh, all the ones everyone else. Th- these are things that people are excited for. Uh, all the games everyone else is basically, but also Coral Island, a farm sim by a small Indonesian yeah. dev team. Mm. I know Rune Factory Five in March will hold my attention for a good while, but if Coral Island ends up as good as it looks. That'll be my FSOTY farm sim. I haven't heard of that. Coral Island looks good. It's a, it's a, I mean, it's another sort of farm sim, Stardew Valley Harvest Moon style, style game, um, but with a sort of more tropical vibe. I think, I, I, you know, it looks great. I think a lot of people are making games like these, and it's a question of like which ones are going to hit and which ones are not. But the art and everything for this game looks very, looks very slick. Uh, this one's from B. I heard rumblings of a new Fire Emblem remake in the works, and if that's true, I'm, it's on the top of my list. Um, also, even though I don't want to play it, I can't wait to watch playthroughs of Elden Ring once it comes out. That's relatable. I think I will play Elden Ring until I get bad at it, and then I will probably have to switch to a video. Yeah, watching playthroughs of that game and most Souls games in general is super compelling. I love watching them even though i love playing those games it's it's they're great to watch um i hadn't heard about the fire emblem remake it doesn't surprise me because they have been doing a bunch of them um and i would be very excited if they did something like like they did with shadows of valentia where they basically like did it with the new engine and the new graphics um and new kind of updated gameplay mechanics but kind of is it too soon to do awakening or um, yeah, no, they would do like uh, Thracia, one of the, like Fire Emblem 2 Dawn. or 3 or whatever yeah, they're sure. up to. Um, they wouldn't jump ahead that far, I don't think. I could uh, be wrong. And then that. last one here from John, uh, Mario Movie the Game. It's inevitable synergy. Surprise, this hasn't been speculated on more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't fucking wait for this movie, y'all. <laughs> I feel like it's all anybody's going to talk about for a little bit. It's It's... The amount of scrutiny that my poor blue friend Sonic underwent when his trailer <laughs> came out 
it was so bad that the people who made that movie said, fuck, guys, we got to change the whole damn hedgehog. Can you imagine when the trailer for the Mario movie comes out? Can you, ima- can you imagine, imagine when the first yeah. trailer for the Mario movie comes out and you hear Chris Pratt going, yeah, it's me, Mario. <laughs> How many people are going to be like, that's not my Charles Martin. They're gonna make Char. They're gonna wake Charles Martinet up and say, "Hey, sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, we fucked up. You gotta do this whole movie again." Do you? It's gonna be. It's gonna be wild. Yeah, there because we really hadn't established a voice for Sonic that was universally agreed. This is what Sonic sounds like. They but nailed that in one. Like that's, they did. That, he crushed Ben it. Schwartz is it right? That's. But they already did have a Mario one. Big it's time, everyone voice. agreed exactly what he sounded like. And I mean, who knows? You know, Heath Ledger didn't expect him as the Joker. Yeah, that's sure, all I'm that's saying. A good comparison, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, but he, he he's he was like likable and good. Heath, and stuff. Yeah, well, that is that I is the other part of it. Wait, please, God, please, God, give me that trailer today. I think it's going to be very. It's going to be a social moment at the very least. I, it's going to be yeah, fun I to be a, online. I mean, like a, you remember when Rockstar used to do like, this is the page that you go to and leave it. Yeah. And it'll just like automatically update. I need everybody. I need that kind of heads up. Like I, I will be furious if I log on to Twitter and I see like all of the top 10 trends are about the Mario movie and I've missed even a second of discourse because I need my take to come in hot and hard. Yeah. I want it to be early. I mean, it's got to be in a direct, right? Oh, fuck. That's even the best. Oh! One last and one last special treat for our most dedicated <laughs> fans. Oh, shit. It's Odyssey 2. No, nope. dog. No, it's it wicked Mother. isn't. <laughs> they should change the name of the Mario movie to Mother 3. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to oh, be great. Man. I'm very much looking it's forward to it. irritated everyone. What? You mean everyone in America? No, sir. Everyone <laughs> on the planet is irritated by Mother 3 starring Chris Pratt. <laughs> We've we haven't talked about the games we've been playing in so long. Can uh, we please do that? Well, real quick, uh Wordle a lot of people are playing it, but a lot of people aren't playing it, uh, which I found out by tweeting uh, a score today. It's a daily word game that is basically like mastermind, but with letters instead of colors, if that means anything to you. Um, uh, you, you it's a five-letter word. You try to guess it. You find out how many of your letters are right and in the wrong place, completely wrong, or right and in the right place, and then you try to guess it, and then you can tweet your score. And you get six extremely guesses. Simple. You get six guesses to try and do six it. Six guesses. It's extremely simple, but it is it is really great. I if this has not already happened, I assume someone is going to release an app, steal it, and <laughs> release an app version where it's not just one a day, and you can pay for puzzle packs. I'm sure, like just like what happened with threes, uh, I'm sure will happen with this. But get in while it's still the OG Wordle. Uh the website is weird, so to search for Wordle, W-O-R-D-L. I feel like people have seen the tweets. The thing. Yeah. Which yeah. is just like a bunch of squares, and some of them are different colors, maybe. Can you explain what exactly that is? Oh, you- Yeah, so when you make one of your guesses, uh, there's a color code of green, yellow, or gray. Yeah. And green means a letter is right and in the right place. Yellow means it's the right letter in the wrong place. And gray means it's a complete miss. And so when you see those tweets with the different colors in them, what you're basically seeing is a visual representation of that person's guess. So if you see, you know, two greens and two yellows, then you know they got two right letters. I mean, it's basically like their history of the game that they had that time. And you can tell from looking at that little box how they yeah, did that wh- time. Yeah, what so, if you can't tell the difference between green and yellow? Um, so just squares to me. <laughs> can you? Really I really can't tell. I, can't, I, I literally can't see it. Someone had to tell me that they were different colors. Well, you call me and I'll, and hold the phone up okay. to your screen and I'll okay. help you. Sounds good. Uh, they should have a, a mode for, for yeah. people who are... Oh, there's a high, there's a colorblind mode. Just click on settings. Okay. Um, I want to talk about the game that I was playing a bit of. It's called... Buckle up. It is called... Record of Lotus War Deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth. <laughs> no. I'm muting him. Hold on. Let me mute him. No, I okay. want to hear everything about Record of Lodos War. Uh, record? Not Record of Lodos yeah. War. Record of Lodos War, Deed Lit, and Wonderland. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, I, 
I open the Steam page. The art does look very good. Out. Okay, it does so, look dope. Record of Lotus War, Deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth Deedlet is Wonder Labyrinth. a Metroidvania, very much in the style of Symphony of the Night or uh, Metroid Dread, what have you. Um, I'm sure that there is a storyline, maybe it pulls from an anime called Record of Lotus War that I'm not familiar with. I don't know any oh. of that stuff. Real, I mean, five five second rundown. Record of Lotus War was a long running D and D campaign mm. uh, by by some folks in like I don't know the eighties uh, that they turned into a, a a manga and then anime and it turned into like this whole huge fantasy franchise. Got it. And so now Deedlet is in Wonder Labyrinth, and you, <laughs> I guess have to escape the Wonder Labyrinth. I think is the next step. Um, yeah, it it has some like interesting like combo mechanics where you're switching between two different styles and as you charge up one style it like powers up the other style and there's like a back and forth uh what are those games uh you know like um ikaruga where you're switching back and forth between two colors um it looks shit hot like go, it does. go watch some I mean, gameplay. great it art incredible. Um, tons of like different weapons and great animations the storyline i really do not give two fucks about but um, if you like um, kind of throwback retro- Metroidvanias in that style of Symphony of the Night and its ilk, check out Record of Lotus War Deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth. No, I want to go back and apologize for reacting poorly to the name of this game because this is much better than Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That's true. You know, like That's there's fair. at least there's there's more going on here. You at least know who is involved and what the type of labyrinth is that they're stuck in. You know what I mean? That's yeah. true. And and who documented it? Yeah. What's the record? Um, hey, Chris, do you want to talk about uh, old movies or you want me to talk about old Game Boy games? You talk about old Game Boy games and I, I can go quick. After yeah. That. Uh, yeah, I got one of the analog pockets. I think, Juice, you didn't get one, right? Uh, I I bought one. I have, I have. It'll be a while. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've been going back and I have a, a pretty extensive, uh, specifically Game Boy Advance collection. I got some color games in the mix too, but I've, uh, I've been playing that thing and boy, howdy, it is the best Game Boy <laughs> that anyone has ever made. Uh, let there be no doubt about it. I've, I've played and also created quite a few Game Boys at this point and, uh, well, they just went ahead and made the best one of them yet. And it was, I would say, well worth, well worth the wait. Um, if you did not follow any of the like analog pocket saga, it is, uh, it is a pretty comprehensive handheld gaming, uh, piece of hardware that plays cartridges, uh, from the Game Boy, Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance era, but there are also adapters for, I think, Wonderswan, Game Gear, uh, probably other stuff that I can't quite remember off the top of my head. Links? Um, some links bullshit, yeah. Um, there's a dock that you can plug it into so you can play it like on on a, a bigger screen, um, but it just, it looks amazing. Uh, it has it has stereo sound, which doesn't, you know, of course it does, but then you remember that like no Game Boy had like, two speakers on it even when game boy games had stereo sound they had no way oh, with the hardware weird. to transmit stereo right and so like playing games with the volume turned up is like oh shit this sounds amazing um i i've been big in the like refurbishment and upgrade of different like game boy models for a while and i i have very much enjoyed doing so but analog has like has has knocked it out of the park um, whether it is worth the price for you or, or whether it is worth the, what I think is now a year long wait to get on the list, uh, for one is, is up to you. Uh, of course there's also scalpers, but they are charging obviously a pretty outrageous surcharge to get your hands on one of these things. But I, I have, uh, I have barely put it down. It is, I've been playing a lot of tactics advance. I just had started playing golden sun, uh, really for the first time. And that game is absolutely phenomenal. Um, so, have you ever played Metal yeah. Gear Solid Game Boy oh, Color? So good. The Babel Babel uh, Island or whatever it's called. Go- Ghost Babel. Ghost Babel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't have it. I need to get my hands on it. It is so Chris, good. I was just talking to Chris Grant about it, and that is the game that he has also been uh, been mainly. Yeah. It looks I, so pretty on that. On I on do want to mention. Uh, so I got one, and I got one with a screen protector. 
but I was so confident that I would fuck up the installation of the screen protector that I called a local phone repair place and was like, hey, so can I have you install a screen protector? And they're like, oh yeah, sure, what phone? I was like, well, it's <laughs> this weird old Game Boy thing. And they're like, bring it in. <laughs> yeah, I bought a screen protector. I do not think it was necessary. This thing has a fucking sheet of gorilla glass that is like the width of my pinky on it that yeah. I do not think could be I don't think a lightsaber could scratch it um so uh yeah it's it's bigger than I assumed it would be it's about the size of like a DMG Game Boy like original uh original Game Boy in terms of width and height uh obviously not depth it is skinnier than that and lighter than that but um uh I can still pocket it in a big pair of jeans in my Jinkos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. I it's so exciting to go back and play those old games. Uh it also it it has other shit on it. It has like a synthesizer I haven't messed around with. It has a beta suite of tools including save and load states, which it does on using car it's not emulated, right? So I don't know how that works, but it works really well using save states with a cartridge. Not sure how that oh, works, but it's it's, it's it, Chris Grant it tried to explain it to me. From what I understand, it like takes a picture of like where the electrons are at inside oh of the cartridge across it's the entire it's, thing. It's bonkers. It's wild. It, but it works really well. It has sleep mode, which is a game changer for like there was no there was a sleep mode in that like software based sleep mode where like the screen would turn off, but the Game Boy would remain on and still run out of battery. And if you turned off the Game Boy, everything was lost. But this doesn't have that. This just has a proper sleep mode on it that has made playing RPGs on a Game Boy way more palatable. Um, yeah. Uh, if, if, if this is your shit, like, go ahead and put in an order for it and try and forget about it for a year <laughs> until it shows up. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll go very quick. I have uh, two movies, but I, I, I want to have a video game pairing because there are some people who expect me to name these movies. And then there are some people who are like, Chris, just tell me a video game. So... Uh, I, Afterlife, it's a Japanese film from like the late 90s and Nine Days, which is a, a movie that came out last year. Both are about kind of like the liminal space of like between death and also being born. They're great. And I think you should watch them both. Uh, they like really gutted me. Um, and then uh, the Sounds pairing uh, video game wise is uh, Fortnite. Um, it's a game by Epic Games, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, it changes, uh, week to week, and, um, I actually, I really did start playing it late last night, because Frushik is like, hey, we should, tr- we should give this game a try again. You know what? Fortnite? Pretty good. Doesn't it's have, good, y'all. It, it doesn't have Afterlife or Nine Days characters in it, which feels... Weird. Someday. It feels like everybody's in yeah, it. Yeah, it feels like a pretty obvious gap. Um. Do you want to know something funny? I I I tried to play it on my Switch, um, which I've never done before, and I logged on. <laughs> I logged on to Fortnite, downloaded it, booted up the game, and it logged me in, which is bizarre because I've never logged in. And then it started telling me like, "We're removing this from your account. We're removing what? this from your account." There was like forty different things skins and V-Buck packs, hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of things that apparently, this is great, a hacker used a fake account and that was connected to my Nintendo, and they they connected to my Nintendo account. What? Um, and bought, I mean, a bajillions of dollars worth of crap. I, I refuted the charges, so that didn't go through, but I can't... You can only connect one Epic account to one Nintendo account. Yeah. So, like, I cannot – I'm stuck with this weird hacked account on my Switch. I cannot log into, like, a different – like, I can't connect my actual Epic account. Wild. Yeah, it's really crazy. Is so, there like, any dope shit still on Fortnite there? On Switch. No, it's basically, empty. like, completely yeah. spoofed. Yeah, and empty, yeah. Wild. So, uh, that's fun, but I mean, you can play it on other consoles, yeah. be fine. But just cannot, cannot play it on Switch, which I don't even know who would fix that, right? Epic can't because that's a Nintendo thing, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm gonna call Shigeru Miyamoto and ask him how to fix my Fortnite. 
Cool. Uh, well, that's pretty much it. I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews for the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have Jawthumb1, Rylan the Giant, Trev Daddy 77 Sneep Peep, and Paul from Bloomington, Indiana. Thank you. Cool. And thanks, thanks to everyone else who has written reviews. Um, we have a, a ton of games we could choose from for next week. I mean... Just in the last couple of weeks, Gutsy the Guinea Pig was released on iPad. Arcade Archives Mutant Knight is out on Switch. You got Super Pac-Man. I mean... Plant, what did you have in mind with this? You wrote wrote the the episode idea. What did you have in mind for next week? We'll we'll, we'll get to it next week. We like like surprising our listeners. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We we should, before we wrap, just very quickly light speed recap all the games we've mentioned. Oh my gosh. Okay, Go yes. Point. So, stuff that we talked about. We talked about uh, Justin's recommendations were Elden Ring, Starfield, and Skin Deep. Skin Deep was that game from Blendo Games. Uh, Griffin's recommendations were Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, Rune Factory 5, Triangle Strategy. Those are separate things. I said them like they were one. I uh, am looking forward to Sonic Frontiers, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Stray, that's the game with the cat, and Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl. Um, and then Frush's uh, things were Tunic, Cursed to Golf, which looks awesome, uh, and Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, and then Wordle Record of Lotus War, <laughs> The Lit and Wonder Labyrinth, Afterlife, Nine Days, The Analog Pocket, and Fortnite. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. We hope you have a great 2022. And that is going to do it for us. So be sure to join us again next week for the besties. Because should the world's best friends pick the world's best games? 10 years, baby. Steve.